This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 8.36 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Philip C. and Chong Jen Sun. Now, in half an hour, we have the opening bell where we check out how Bursa Malaysia begins the trading day. But before that, we're talking about electoral bribery. So what constitutes vote buying? It appears that even senior politicians are confused over what this looks like. Last week, past President Tan Sri Hari Awang defended himself against accusations of election corruption, arguing that while candidates and representatives are barred from giving out money, there's no rule preventing the public from doing so. The comments come after Trangano Amno filed a petition on 16 January to annul the results in the constituencies of Kuala Trangano, Marang and Kamaman over allegations of vote buying. This has sparked a public back and forth between AMNO and past leaders about which party is more corrupt. Former Prime Minister Tun Dr. Mate Mohammad also jumped into the fray via Twitter on Wednesday with the claim that G15 was the most corrupt of all elections. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's quite the statement there, um, and yes, while the politics while the politicians squabble though, what kind of policy measures should be put in place to put an end to vote buying practices? So, for recommendations on political funding reform, we have on the line with us Thomas Fan, chairperson of Bursay. Thomas, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. Can we start off with just getting the basic lay of the land, what the law says in terms of what constitutes bribery under the Election Offences Act? And one of the questions I have in mind is, does intention matter, you know, whether it's meant uh, for corruption or for charity, for example? Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Yes, uh, I think the law on bribery during election is quite clear. It's made out. Uh, in the Election Offences Act, Section 10. And basically, the this section has nine subsections that covers every possible permutation, imagination, or, you know, scenarios for bribery. But the gist of it is that it says before, during, and after an election. So before, it includes even before nomination day or after polling day, uh, when money is given or any valuable consideration is given or promised to be given uh, during an election, uh, that constitutes bribery. So really, uh, intention uh, does not matter. Mm. It is the act of giving during election uh, that matters. And I think at the end of the day, if there is genuine intention uh, that was not bribery, it is for the court to decide. But it has to reach the court uh, for that uh, to happen. What, what do you make then of all these veteran politicians, you know, with their views recently? Is it a fact that they are just carefully, they are just casually omitting some of these subsections? Or is there a real misinterpretation and misunderstanding of the law? Do they all need to go for a refresher course? You know, this are, these are veteran politicians, as you say. You know, there's uh, no excuse in my mind uh, that... Uh, they do not know. But I think it's just a generous sense of impunity that they are above the law. And 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 this is, I think, has long been part of the Malaysian culture when it comes to election, where money are given for travel allowances, uh, cash handouts are given before uh, polling day and after polling day, uh, promises of allocation uh, we remember the famous uh, Najib's uh, 
saying, uh, I think in 2012 or 13, where he said to the Cebu voters and Hulu Slango there, that uh, if my candidate wins uh, tomorrow, the next day I will issue two million ringgit. You help me, I help you. Mm. You know, this is the kind of culture that we have for a long term in, in elections. And Thomas, can you speak a bit more on Section 10 of the Elections Offences Act in terms of enforcement? How successful have past prosecutions attempts been? You know, it, it is sad to say, I think this is one, one of our big frustration, uh, every election by election. Uh, we, together with many others, have pointed out uh, obvious uh, bribery taking place and calling on uh, the authorities to investigate, to take action. But uh, to date, I would safely say, you know, I stand to be corrected, uh, no action at all has been taken uh, beyond saying that they are investigating, but no one has been charged uh, for bribery. Uh, the only exception, and this did not even come because of a police investigation or attorney general charging this person, but through an election petition for the Cameron Highlands mm. uh, election uh, during GE14, where eventually the judge uh, declared that bribery did take place and ordered uh, a by-election uh, to be held. So that was the only the only time that we saw some bite to the law. But uh, the, the law is there, the punishments are clear, uh, but the, the tragedy of it all is that we have not seen action by the police or the MACC. And even the EC has been quite muted. Though they have no prosecutorial uh, powers, we expect them to make more noise uh, to highlight this problem that has been part of our culture. That's really shocking, actually, Thomas, the fact that there has been so little action on um, on what's happening in pretty much broad daylight every election um, season. And because of the debate that's coming up now, Bursay especially has been very vocal uh, about the need for a political funding bill. And we know that this has been in discussion with the previous government. Um, could you maybe update us on what the present status is and whether we have any signals from the new government that they're going to push a political funding bill through? Yes, the political financing bill or funding bill uh, has very much been uh, part of the uh, the push by civil society way back uh, uh, more than, uh, I think, 12 years ago. But uh, even during the time of Najib, uh, when the 1MDB thing surfaced, he uh, initiated a task force that looked into the political financing bill and our understanding is that such a bill existed since then. Mm. And it came very close to being tabled in parliament. In fact, the last parliament under Ismail Sabri, um, the, the last sitting, he he promised and the law prom minister promised that it will be tabled to parliament in that sitting before uh, the parliament was dissolved. So we know that there is some form of a draft uh, out there. And also, we do know that uh, the Pakatan Harapan government, and I believe even Barisan National, has promised in their manifesto uh, that if they win, there will be a political financing uh, bill and act uh, being passed. 
So we are uh, looking forward to have a glimpse of that bill and to know what is in it and whether it will be effective to curb money politics. What do you want to see in it to be effective in curbing money politics then? Okay, there, there's a few important things. I think let's start with um, the that donations uh, can only be made to political parties and not to individuals or office holders or even party leaders uh, individually. But it can only be made to the party themselves. Uh, I think that's one way to kind of bring it to the surface uh, and no more uh, excuses uh, that uh, money given in corruption are political donations. Mm. So that's one. Uh, secondly is that there has to be oversight. So we recommend that a parliamentary select committee or better still a permanent committee on political financing uh, and a political financing commission be established so there's no point having a law if there is no bite to it. There is no uh, scrutiny. Uh, authorities that has uh, the power to uh, prosecute or recommend prosecution uh, be set up. So these are important. And thirdly, uh, very important is that there should be public funding of political parties. I know uh, that's, this sounds like not right uh, to many, many members of the public, but I put it very simply, if you do not fund your political parties, they will find the money elsewhere and oftentimes it is through uh, illegal and illegitimate sources. So it's better that we set aside a small, small portion of public fund so that we can hold them accountable so that there's transparency and they also have enough money to function like all organizations need money. Uh, the other thing is setting limits for individuals and corporate donations and also banning GLC from donating to political parties. And Thomas, can any regulations be introduced ahead of the upcoming state elections which are due later this year? Well, it really depends on when the state election will be held. I think at the latest, latest, uh, I mean, the, the longest uh, is will be August probably this year, but uh, it's really up to the State Assembly when they want to dissolve. Uh, but we preferred uh, a bill, political financing bill, that is 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 watertight, that is uh, effective, rather than one that is rushed through mm. Parliament. So we have not even come to the stage of public consultation or consultation uh, going through the committees in Parliament. So if it is tabled in this coming sitting in February, uh, it will still take a few months. Uh, it's not impossible, but uh, we, we prefer that uh, we have a good bill rather than a rush bill. Mm. Okay, that makes sense, um, Thomas. And before we let you go, I would like to get your thoughts on how can we increase awareness about what constitutes election corruption among the public? Because in, if there's no willing buyer, and no, then there'll be no willing seller. I'm wondering, we're focusing on politicians as we rightly should and their actions. But at the same time, I think voters also hold a responsibility to um, stop vote buying from happening. Yeah, you know, if you want public awareness, uh, a few high-profile convictions of this politician, uh, I think would help a great deal. And people will suddenly be aware that uh, this is an election offense, bribery and money politics. 
but uh, we we have to see that happen. You know, a few uh, very high profile. Uh, conviction mm. and then there has to be also uh, ongoing public education that any money uh, we don't have to be complicated about this any money given out or promises uh, made that depends on the outcome uh, during an election period uh, there's a good chance that is bribery and it is an election offense both to the giver and the recipient Mm. and they should report it to the police and the MACC for action. Thomas, thank you very much for speaking with us. That was Thomas Fan, chairperson of Bursay, talking to us about why it's so important for a political financing bill to be pushed through. Yeah, I think he made five very interesting requests in this bill, right? One, donation to political parties only. Two, a parliamentary oversight committee. Three, setting aside public funds for political funding. Four, limiting caps to how much corporates should pay. And five, banning GLCs from actually political funding. I do hope that policymakers are listening and that we'll see a bill that has these elements in it. 8.49 in the morning, we're heading into some messages. And when we come back, we're going to be discussing the effects of burnout and what we can do to deal with it. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.